Greg, I appreciate that introduction. Um, and just want to tell you that all of us coaches really appreciate what kind of job that you do for the SEC. Um, you know, as an assistant coach, you really don't have appreciation for it. You know, you're kind of happy that the head coach is out of the office for the day. You might get an opportunity to go hit a golf ball a few times or something like that. But now being a head coach, getting an opportunity to go to these meetings, um, you know, you learn a lot and you see what all that goes into it. But uh, a big thank you to Greg, a big thank you to William King for keeping all of us coaches in this uh, conference compliant. Uh, and Steve Shaw uh, with the officials, you know, in our conference, um, our guys do a fantastic job. This is a really tough game to call. Um, there's so many different things and very all. Um, there's so many different things and variables that happen in a game. And we had an opportunity this offseason to sit down and visit a little bit with the officials in this league. And um, the time and effort that they put into it um, speaks volumes to our league uh, and why that we do such a really good job when it comes to calling the game. You know, to the media, um, Greg mentioned, you know, being here as a coach at Hoover High School, uh, this was one of my favorite times of the year, and it has been, um, you know, because you got, you got it up to date, it's, it's time for football to start, and um, for the first time, you get a little information about what's going on with each team, you know. So I've started to figure out this has not been my favorite time as a head coach. Uh, it's not something that I exactly enjoy doing, but uh, I appreciate the media and what you do for our game. Um, you know, and you, you sell uh, the game of football. Uh, you sell the SEC, and we appreciate what you do. The city of Hoover, um, you know, I was a young coach and started coaching here back in 2001 and had an opportunity to work with some really, really good people. In fact, there's uh, five folks that were on the staff when I worked at Hoover High School. Myra Miles was our athletic director. She now is my personal assistant. Todd Watson was one of the defensive coordinators here before me. Uh, he's our football ops guy. Brandon Shepard uh, was our athletic trainer. He works in our operations. Danny Stiff played for us at Hoover High School. He works in our recruiting department. And Kevin Scher um, was one of our assistant coaches. Um, all, all of us started our career at, at Hoover High School at some point in time, and uh, Kevin coaches the linebackers, and he's our um, special teams coordinator. You know, we've had a lot of changes in the first year that I've been at Tennessee. We've got a new president, Randy Boyd. I'm really looking forward to building a relationship with Randy. Had lots of times to meet with him, talk, and we're excited about the direction of, of our university. Uh, we have a new chancellor, uh, Chancellor Plowman. Uh, have yet had a chance to meet with her, but we've talked, and uh, she just started last week. So with a new president, new chancellor, we're ready to get this thing kicked off and started. Philip Fulmer, athletic director, has been a constant from day one um, that I've been there and you know coach Fulmer you know he's a VFL everybody you, you know you see this VFL Vols for life well coach Fulmer is a true Vol for life um, was a player assistant coach head coach and now the athletic director and and through his guidance we have started a new program um, that is called Vols for life and it's for our student athletes and it's to help them uh, create opportunities beyond their playing days uh, and we're excited about that. Um, 
facilities. You know, I said last year before we ever played a game, we redid the Anderson Center. Uh, we added two practice fields. We redid the weight room. You know, we've already started a plan that we're going to start this as uh, soon as this season's over with. Um, you know, redoing the Anderson Center, uh, adding on, doing some things from a dining facility, players' lounge, and Coach Fulmer has been there and 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 kind of had our back from the get-go, and we're thankful that that he's there. Um, you know, when you look at um, your staff. Um, you know, that right now that's what we're selling at Tennessee, the vision that our staff has. And you look on offensive side, we, we had an opportunity to get Jim Chaney this offseason. Uh, Jim's a guy that, um, you know, he's, he's a very good communicator. He's a great teacher. Um, he's a good evaluator. He works well with people, having a chance just to listen to him talk to our coaches and our players. He's very personable, um, really good teacher. You know, he's done it in the SEC a bunch of different ways, uh, whether it was last few years um, at Georgia where they ran the ball a lot or at Tennessee before where they had a lot of balance or when he was even at Purdue and they threw the ball 50 and 60 times. You know. Jim's a guy that figures out who his best players are, and he finds a way to get them the ball. So we're excited to have him. I know that he's a guy that's really helped me in the last six months. Um, so I'm looking forward this season. T. Martin, uh, here's a guy that was the offensive coordinator at, at USC. You can look at his track record as a wide receiver coach. Uh, had tremendous offenses at USC. He's came back to the University of Tennessee to be our wide receiver coach, assistant head coach, and passing game coordinator. Uh, so nobody can can really visualize and sell Tennessee like T. Martin can. He's lived it. He's seen it. He's dreamed it. He's been there. He's done it. So. Uh, excited he's there. Will Friend will be back to coach our offensive line. David Johnson has moved from wide receivers and will now coach running backs. Um, you know, David's a guy that was a high school coach at one time in Louisiana. Um, so he's he's coached a, a, a bunch of different positions, and he's a guy that had no problem doing that. Brian Needlemeyer is one of the young coaches on our staff that's under 30. Um, great recruiter and, and continues to do a good job as, a, as the tight ends coach. Defensively, we had a couple of changes there. Derek Angley will now be the defensive coordinator. Derek's a guy that, you know, I've worked with several years uh, at Alabama. He was my graduate assistant, uh, defensive back coach. So he's a guy that if I start a sentence, he can finish it. Uh, he's one of the very bright minds in all of college football. He's coming from the Oakland Raiders. Uh, Chris Rump will continue to be our co-defensive coordinator and coach our outside linebackers. Tracy Rocker will coach the defensive line. And Kevin Sher will coach the linebackers. But Kevin will be moving um, to um, special teams coordinator. So one thing, I just wanted to name all these guys, okay, because I'm excited about these guys. I think it's one of the best staffs, if not the best staffs in the country. Uh, when you just look at the track record, uh, the men on this staff have been a part of 16 national championship staffs, okay? So we've seen greatness. We know what great looks like. Um, you know, I don't know how many number of, of conference championships or, or draft picks that we've coached, but we've been a part of winning a championship, and that's our plan. That's our goal at the University of Tennessee. Uh, 
Eight of, eight of these guys started off as high school coaches, which I think is extremely important when you talk about teaching progression. Um, you know, I, at one time I was a high school coach, and a lot of people asked me, why did, you, why did you get in that business? Well, for one reason. I wanted to have a positive impact on young people. Uh, and, and these guys kind of think the same way there. So, but the most important thing about these guys is they're really good men. Uh, good family men, good fathers, good husbands, and I'm excited about having all these guys on our staff. You know, we've had a, a tremendous off-season, and it starts with academics. Um, we had uh, 53 guys in the spring semester had a 3.0 or better. Um, so that says a lot about our academic staff. If you, if you checked, the incoming freshmen at the University of Tennessee, they average a 27 on the ACT, so each class. So the academics there are, extreme, are really strong. Um, we have across our roster, there's 40 degrees represented uh, within our roster. We have 12 seniors on our football team. By December, we will have 13 guys with degrees. Um, in the last five years, 97% of seniors who have exhausted their eligibility at the University of Tennessee have graduated. Uh, so that says a, a lot about our academic support um, and, the, and the importance of academics at the University of Tennessee. Like all football seasons, uh, we had several uh, surgeries or a few surgeries at the end of the year. Um, but all of our guys participated in spring. Geronimo Boucher, Matt Rapay, and Dr. Chris Kling, uh, their athletic training staff, they've done a fantastic with their job with our guys, getting them back ready uh, to be on the field for spring ball, and nobody missed. Um, Craig Fitzgerald is our strength and conditioning guy. Him, along with uh, Rachel Feaster, they had, a, they had a huge challenge for them this offseason. We had a lot of big, long, skinny guys. Um, so we had several guys that weighed 260 pounds. It went from 260 to, to 310 or 270 to, to 320 in the last um, eight months. So these guys, uh, Craig and his staff, along with Rachel and her staff, have done a really nice job with our strength and conditioning, tying it together with nutrition. Um, and when you look at our football team, we've completely changed. I told somebody the other day, this time last year, we had two guys on the offensive line that weighed over 300 pounds. Now we have 15. Does that make you a football player? No, uh, it, it doesn't. But I can, I can assure you this, in this league, when you start putting people up front, uh, it helps to have large men. Um, so the guys who are on our team have worked really hard to continue to grow and develop, um, and that's important because we have a young football team. You know, spring practice, I've talked about this several times. We had 14 really good spring practices. We had one day that I think everybody in our program would like to get back. Um, you know, for the first time, the first spring, we had several guys that we moved around. They might have been a corner one practice and a safety the next. Some of them went from, from corner to, to wide receiver or from tight end to running back. We didn't have any of that this spring. After being there for a year, uh, we know the players that we have. Uh, we know what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are. Um, and I think that's been e extremely important in the development of our football team. Uh, obviously, the longer you do something, the better you get at it. So guys are playing the same position they played last fall throughout the spring. So it has helped in the development of our team. The guys that we recruited, we have 23 new signees. Uh, we knew how we wanted to plug them in. Um, 
So we recruited to the team that we had. So we've made lots of strides. I think it's, it's important for us that for the first time, we had enough bodies up front to practice the right way this spring. A lot of people say, what do you mean practice the right way? Well, if you went to a spring practice and saw folks getting after it, uh, there's, there's a lot of large men running around hitting everybody real hard, okay? So uh, our guys, we, we learned to practice the right way. We had enough bodies. I think the first spring we had six offensive linemen on scholarship that, that were there. So now we had lots of guys, and, and it's really helped the development of our team because if you can't practice, how do you get better, okay? How does a linebacker fit to runs if you don't have enough offensive linemen up there to block to practice the right way? How does a defensive lineman uh, learn to, to fit blocks or pass rush or, or et cetera, or running backs hit the hole? But we had 60 guys that attended May Minimester. Okay, lots of times wherever I've coached, most everybody goes home in May. Uh, we had 60 guys who did not. They chose to be at the University of Tennessee to continue to work in the weight room, uh, to, to take another class. And I think that says a lot about the direction of our program. If I look back from the year before, we had like 20. So uh, we've, we've tripled that in a year's time. And I think we'll, we'll see a little bit of dividends this fall by the extra work that these guys have put in. Um, you know, we've got three young men here today. This time last year, when it come time to choose who was going to come with me to media days, I had no idea. I didn't know the football team. Um, and this time it was, it was much harder to pick just three guys to come. We have several guys, in my opinion, that are deserving to come. The first guy that I'm going to mention is Jarrett Garantano. Uh, Jarrett uh, is our quarterback. He's a guy that, that uh, I believe in, I have confidence in. He's from New Jersey. He's majoring in psychology. He'll have his degree in December. Jarrett's a guy that, that has lots of arm strength. Um, he has talent with with his feet. He can extend plays. He's a tough guy, and I think everybody in this room that's covered Tennessee football for the last three years knows and respects the fact that he has toughness. The football game comes easy to him. He can, he can um, handle a lot. He can change plays at the line of scrimmage, um, and, and he can get us in the right protections. But the most important thing is Jarrett has the respect of his teammates and the coaching staff, um, and he's been a fantastic leader for us um, over the last six months or eight months as we started this offseason, and we're excited about his future. Daniel Batuli is a linebacker. He's out of Nashville uh, via the Congo. Um, you know, Daniel's a very unique unique individual when um, one of the first times I met with him you know we, we got to talking talking about where he was from and he told me he said coach I speak three languages and um, so one of them obviously is English and French and then the dialect from the village that he's from in the Congo and I told him I said Daniel I only need you to speak one language and that's our football language so we're kind of talking you know I, after a year's times went by I can see Daniel with his leadership and the work that he's put in uh, with our football team he, he now kind of speaks the same language with, that everybody on our defensive staff does. Uh, Daryl Taylor as an outside linebacker. Uh, Daryl's from Virginia. He's a communications major. He'll get his degree in December also. Um, 
Daryl's a guy that, that has worked extremely hard uh, in the last 18 months that, that we've been there. He was a guy that signed as a 4-3 defensive end that, that you know, moved to a 3-4 outside linebacker, even though there's not much difference in it. Uh, but Daryl has done a really good job. He's changed his body. He's put on 20, 25 pounds in the last 18 months. Uh, he's now big enough to, to me, be a, to be a football player in this league and to be an effective football player. I think last year he had nine sacks in three games. So uh, that sounds really gay, really great. And one of the things that I'm sure that he'll tell you, the reason he came back is, you know, where did those other nine games go? So, uh, but he's a guy that's worked extremely hard this offseason and provided great leadership. You know, we've really had a lot of success in recruiting. And I'm going to tell you, uh, a lot of people want to give coaches credit for recruiting. I'll tell you right now, the best recruiters you have are your football players. Players. And the best recruiters we got on, on our campus are, is our football team right now. They believe in where we're going. Um, they believe in what we're doing. Uh, and they're willing to, to, to do everything that they've got to do to help get guys come to the University of Tennessee because they're hungry to have success. They want to compete against the best players day in and day out. And our players have done a fantastic job doing that. You know, when you talk about positions, you know, I said a little bit about quarterback. The thing that it's that I'm interested in this fall camp is after Jared, we, we don't have a quarterback on our team that's ever took a college snap. Uh, so that's going to be important for us. And we only have three guys on campus. Most most schools have four or five. We have three. Uh, so it's going to be important for us to establish a, a backup quarterback in, in fall camp. And hopefully we could, we'll be able to do that. Um, but that's going to be a important part of our football team at running back. I, I've said this before. I feel like we have several guys that they, they all have different type abilities, uh, different strengths, different weaknesses. But one thing about these guys, um, I, I like their competitive spirit. The guys compete really hard every day against the defense and against each other. Um, and so we have five guys there that, that have worked really hard this offseason. At tight end, uh, you know, we have Dom Woods Anderson, who I think is one of the, the more talented guys in this league uh, that's coming back. Last year was his first year in the league. He was a junior college guy. Um, so he played mostly wide receiver in college, but you're talking about a guy that's 6'5", 270 pounds, and runs a 4'6", You know, so the guy has lots of playmaking ability. We need to find ways to be able to get this guy the ball, but we've got to create some depth and we have some young guys there. Wide receiver, you would think would be a strength on our team. Like I said, we only have 12 seniors, but four of them are wide receivers, you know, so I'm going to say that again. Four of them are wide receivers, so if I was a, a wide receiver in high school, uh, Tennessee would be a great landing spot in the near future. Um, but um, Marquez Callaway, Juwan Jennings, Tyler Bird, Brandon Johnson, those guys have played a lot of ball along with Josh Palmer and, and Jordan Murphy. So um, we need these guys to, to, to make plays for us, and they have the ability to do that. I think there's no secret that our offense has got to start up front. Uh, we have struggled last year um, at that position, and, and uh, in my opinion, no fault of the kids. Uh, some of the guys were not physically ready to play. They're plenty talented enough, uh, but it's hard to play in this league when you weigh 265 pounds. Uh, we've added guys at that position. We have lots of competition now. Like I said before, we last year we had two guys that weighed 300 pounds. Now we have 15. So we have competition. Um, 
And it's going to be important for us to, to figure out who those seven or eight guys are early on uh, that, can, that are ready to play in this league and, and get these guys enough reps and, and get them ready to go because I feel like that we have really good pieces around them and we've got good guys up front. They just don't have a whole lot of experience. You know, defensively, you know, it starts up front in this league with the D-line. Uh, we lost three seniors up front, so we have very little experience on the defensive line up front. Uh, we have one senior, one junior on our roster. Um, our guys have worked extremely hard to get their bodies, uh, in, in, in my opinion, um, where they're ready to compete in this league. But until you've done it, um, you don't know. So uh, to me, it's a huge question mark because there's very little experience there. Outside linebacker, we got some guys that return. But one thing about our position at outside linebacker, we only have five guys on the team at that position on scholarship. And everywhere else I've ever been, we've carried eight or nine um, what, I, what we call DPR, designated pass rushers. Uh, we only have five. That's, uh, we need to stay healthy at that position. Um, we have guys like Daryl Taylor, DeAndre Johnson, Kevon Bennett uh, that have played and have experience, but it's uh, a dangerously low number, and it's another, it's one of the big selling points for us has been in recruiting. If you want to be able to rush the quarterback, uh, there's an opportunity at Tennessee, okay, just by sheer numbers. So after this year, we only have four guys back. Jordan Allen's another guy there that uh, will contribute. Um, inside linebacker. Uh, is a place that you know we do have a little bit of experience at, and uh, and some young talent. So um, it, it'll it'll be uh, interesting how that shakes out there. And then defensive backs, we have all the return guys back in the defensive backfield, so we got a little bit of experience there. Our kicking game, our kickers are all back: Paxton Brooks, uh, Joe Dole, and Brent Samaglia. Um, Marquez Callaway and, and Bryce Thompson returned kicks last year. So with that, I'll take any questions. Thank you, Coach Pruitt. If you have a question, raise your hand. Please give your name and affiliation. We'll start in the center section in the very back. Afternoon, Coach. Evan Dudley, AL.com. The final non-conference game of the season against UAB, uh, their story is one of the better comebacks in college football. How has the perception of that game changed considering the success the past two years, winning 19 games and a conference title? And a second part to that question, while you're an assistant here at Hoover High School, you faced head coach Bill Clark from UAB in the 6A title game in 2004 and 2006. How do you prepare uh, mentally, physically, emotionally for a Bill coach? Uh, Bill Clark coach team. Well, you kind of answered the question when you started talking about UAB. I know all those guys on that staff, several of them I've coached with uh, and coached against, uh, have a tremendous amount of respect for what Bill's done over the years. He was, he was a fantastic coach. He, a lot of people don't know this. Bill was the first defensive coordinator at Hoover High School, but he never coached a game because a job came open at Prattville in the summertime. So um, they, they've built that program up. Um, you know, I've not had a chance to, to really look that far down down in the schedule. We play them later on in the year, and we have a couple of open dates. So um, I know last year's team, they had a lot of seniors. Uh, I know their, their offensive staff, the, they do a fantastic job with Bryant Vincent. So, um, you know, I think the last time UAB went to Knoxville, I think it went in overtime. Our coach will go over here to the left on the second row. Bob. 
Uh, hey, hey, Jeremy, Bob Holt, Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Uh, Tennessee obviously has a story history, but the last dozen or so years have been a struggle. Uh, what's it going to take to get Tennessee back to winning consistently in a big way, and how close are you guys? Uh, how close do you think you guys are to doing that? Well, when you talk about comparing Tennessee now to like me and you know it, you know it. it when I was growing up, Tennessee was one of the premier programs in the country, uh, and that's still the expectations of the fans, uh, the everybody associated with the athletic department, our coaching staff, and our players. Um, you know, but what comes with that? It, a lot of a lot of that has to do with who you play. Uh, and, and this league is very competitive. Uh, we have very good coaches in this league. Um, probably it's more competitive now than it's ever been. There's good players, you know. So we got to do our part, and we have a plan as a staff. Um, you know, we've got to execute the plan, and our, our players, they believe in our vision and, and the kids that we're recruiting, and, and it, 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 ta it takes a lot that goes into it, and, and we're continuing to work our plan. Coach, we'll go here in the center section right here on the left aisle, second row. Uh, Coach Pruitt, Drew DeArmon, WZZN Radio, Huntsville, Alabama. How important is Brandon Kennedy going to be to the offensive line and his health? I know you're familiar with him but having coached at Alabama. And second part of the question, when you decided to hire Derek Ainsley as your defensive coordinator, I know you coached with him at Alabama. What did you see in him that uh, made you think that he's going to have a chance to take your defense to the next level? Well, um, you know, the first part of it, Brandon Kennedy, you know, Brandon's a guy that he started the first football game for us last year, and unfortunately on Tuesday towards ACL, and he's had several years there where uh, he, he's, he's unfortunately gotten hurt. Brandon's a guy that's worked extremely hard this offseason. We held him out of spring practice. He could have went during spring ball, but I felt like uh, for him, um, we needed to hold him out and make sure that he's completely well before we put him out on the field. Uh, Brandon's a leader in our offensive line. Our players respect him. Uh, um, you know, he's a guy that graduated, you know, in, in three years, has two years to play. Uh, so we'll be, we'll, we'll be happy to see him out there. Uh, when you talk about Derek Ansley, um, you know, Derek's a guy that, that you know, I've worked with. I, I know what you're getting in him. Um, and he's a guy that I believe in. And, and he's a great recruiter, really good teacher. Uh, he knows exactly what I want done. And Coach, we'll go over here on our right side. Jeremy, you mentioned Myra Miles in your opening at, from your time at Hoover. How instrumental has she been in your development, and what was the reason behind in, you know, asking her to join the staff at Tennessee? Well, when we hired Myra, that was really um, – my wife's idea. Uh, we were talking about, hey, let's let's put this together. Who do we believe in? Who do we trust? Who has the same vision that we do? And Myra's somebody that I worked alongside at Hoover High School. Uh, she happened to be retired uh, and was available. And so, um, you know, it took one phone call and she said she's in. So, so Myra's there every single day with me. Um, you know, she she helps me along the way, and and she don't mind. Telling me if, if she thinks I'm out of line. Coach, we'll go back over the left side all the way towards the back. Dylan Weber, dogpost.com. Coach, what about Jim Chaney and his time at Georgia? Did you like that made you want to bring him on as your offensive coordinator? And how has he been in that role this offseason? 
Well, I think if you just look at Jim's time at Georgia, you can look at his time at Tennessee, and, and really wherever he's been, he's had a lot of success. Um, and he's done it a bunch of different ways. I think it's important in this league that you know who you're going to go against. Uh, there's some really, really, really good defensive minds in this league, uh, and it helps to have experience against them. Uh, Jim understands the University of Tennessee. He coached there before. Uh, so when it comes to hiring an offensive coordinator, I couldn't think of nobody else I'd rather hire than Jim Chaney. Coach, we'll go right down here in front of us, front row. How are you doing, Coach? Good, you. Yeah. Joe Bombo, SB Nation Radio. He sort of answered the question that I was asking, but I was wondering, has Jim Chaney always been on your radar since taking the job with the Vols? You know, Jim's a guy that that uh, we coached against when I was an assistant coach at Alabama, and he was at Tennessee, and they gave us a lot of problems. Um, obviously, when he went to Georgia, going against him, uh, you you know when the guys that you go against in this league who gives you problems, who don't, or or vice versa. So Jim's a guy that, in in my opinion, is is one of the best guys in the country. Okay, we'll take two final questions. Start in the center section towards the back. Jeremy uh, Brooks Camino from the Advocate Baton Rouge. Um, you know, picking up Aubrey Solomon, uh, speaking on kind of the NCAA transfer portal. Uh, I mean, just what, how does it um, you know affect the uh, you know roster management now? And uh, from personal experience, from within your program, how you approach that when it might might be across the college football now? Is the question about the transfer portal? Um, well, I have a unique view because I was a transfer myself. Um, a lot of people said, why, why did you transfer? I signed with Middle Tennessee. I played there for two years, was a starter. Um, and I left not because I was unhappy, just because I wanted to go fulfill a dream. You know, um, these guys have tough decisions in making um, decisions where they're going to go to college. Uh, and sometimes they may not get it right. Um, and, and, and to me, it's about the mental wellness of the student athlete. Uh, and I think everybody that's involved uh, is definitely sensitive and, can, and really considers that. And I think that's one of the things that we have to put to the forefront when it comes to kids that want to transfer. Uh, we need to help them find their way um, as far as the rules or whatnot, as far as eligibility. I don't have enough information to really comment about that. Uh, but, you know, as a guy that has transferred before, for myself, it worked out well for me. Okay, we'll take one final question over here on the left. Zach Bingham, A to Z Sports Nashville. Coach, you, you talked a little bit about Jared Garantano, your quarterback. What strides being able to coach him for a year has he made? And looking forward towards this season, what do you think he should work on uh, going into to try to be a su successful quarterback here uh, this year? Well, the thing that excites me about Jared is uh, you, you can stand out on the field and you can you can see his arm talent. You know that he's a good athlete. Um, you know, me being in the meeting rooms, I know that that football really comes easy to him. He picks it up really fast. He can handle a whole lot. The thing that I see that excites me the most is the impact he's having on his teammates. Uh, I think that's a true mark of a leader uh, is having a positive impact on the people you're around. And and I see him developing and doing that, and that's what excites me about him and the future of our program. Coach, thank you for your time this afternoon. Thank, thank you. you.